What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, August 3rd. Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer joins me on the podcast today, and we are going to break down the latest trumped-up charges brought forth by Jack Smith in the latest indictment of former President Donald Trump. We're also going to talk about that convenient coincidence that it comes the day after Devin Archer testifies against the Biden crime family. Then we're going to take a look at Trump's number one opponent in 2024, election interference, election fraud. Can it be stopped? Can the Democrats be stopped from cheating in 2024? We're going to break it down. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lay Show. So hit the follow button and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, please hit the follow button and share the broadcast with as many people as possible. I can't say thank you enough for all the support you guys have given me. We are about a month and a half since I launched The Alec Lay Show, and today we are going to pass 1,000 followers here on the Rumble channel. Uh, Again, thank you to those of you who have been doing your part and sharing it. Uh, And today I've got a phenomenal guest for you guys, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer, joins me on the podcast. He is many things. He is an entrepreneur. He's an inventor. He's a treasure hunter even. But more importantly, he is an American that is searching for the truth. And he has been on the front lines of this election fraud that overtook our 2020 elections. And he's been right there from the jump. He is a very articulate guy. He has a very a uh, very easy way of putting together, uh, breaking down these complex issues. He uses a, a vernacular or a language that makes it very easy to understand. So that's why I love him. That's why I'm having him on the podcast today. We're going to break down all this nonsense that has happened this week. Obviously, the biggest story that has happened is Donald Trump getting indicted again on these bullshit charges, for lack of a better word. So we're going to get into all that. Plus, the how do we stop this election fraud? Uh, Joe Von Hutton-Pulitzer is the man to ask. He knows all too well. Uh, just how it works and how dangerous it really is. So you're going to bring him on here in just a second. Uh, again, uh, if you guys are just watching this for the first time, welcome to the show. Get down there, hit the follow button, subscribe, whatever you could do, like, comment. I really appreciate all the support. It really goes a long way to help me out. And we need to get you know the message out there to as many Americans as we can. And I'm, I'm one of these guys. I'm sick and tired of watching what is happening to our country. That's the reason why I have launched the Alec Lay Show uh, while I still continue to run First Class Fatherhood, which is the show uh, that really uh, I've been doing for five years and not talking politics, but I can't keep my mouth shut about what is happening to our country. Parents are the underdog in this country right now, and the future of this country is family. If we don't restore our nuclear families, if we don't strengthen family values, we are never going to get this country back on track. So let's do it. So help me share the podcast here. Check out, if you missed any of the episodes on the uh, on the podcast here, they're all available on the channel below. Carrie Lake has been here, Larry Elder, Senator Josh Hawley, Sean Parnell, D.C. Drano, Judge Jeanine Pirro. Go down there, check out the episodes, find one you like. Again, help me with a share. It goes a long way to help me out. And uh, let's do this. Let's bring in Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer in the Zoom room here, and let's get it started. Joining me now, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Well, it's an honor to have you on the show here. And uh, obviously, the, uh, the the breaking news this week, the top story that's been dominating everything is Trump being indicted yet again here, uh, this time hit with four federal charges. So I wanted to kind of get your take on this right out of the gate. Uh, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct official proceedings, attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Uh, so break this down for me. What's your take on the indictments? Well, the, I told people... Uh actually over two years ago, that this was what was going to be coming, especially after January 6th. You have to remember what's going on here, and you got to put it into context. Our country, whether we like it or not, is at war, period. It's a different type of war than any other war we've ever been in, and it's at every level of our society. Think about it. We're even you know, having to worry about the fact that they're teaching elementary school students about anal sex in class. Are you kidding me? We're at war on every level. It's a different one. This is no different in the war. This is just some of the bigger bombs to take out the bigger players. So let's talk about the indictment itself. Understand an indictment is obtained by the prosecutor or whatever, presenting what they say is evidence to a grand jury and the grand jury basically going, wow, there's something here we should indict. That doesn't mean it's true. And that doesn't mean it's proven out in a court of law. You have to get to the court of law to have it adjudicated. The most important thing about this new indictment of all these indictments is the one word you repeated the most, conspiracy. Remember, if we were to go back about January 6th, they talked about a coup. They talked about an insurrection. Well, you've noticed them over time, lighten it up, and then they started saying riot, riot, and now they've flipped it to a conspiracy. Here's why. When you watch the January 6th proceedings, you were told you were watching a trial. In reality, on a trial, you get to put up your defense. It is the rule of law. If you're charged with something, you get to present a defense. That is not what happened in the January 6th stuff. So from a psychological attack standpoint, the word trial got put in your brain, but that was not a trial. Now, the second part of this psychological effect of what's going on is they're using the word conspiracy. Conspiracy is just a big umbrella. And it's literally like, well, you thought it. Well, I thought you thought it. You meant it. You thought it, right? It's, it's thought police. I don't think there's any great meat here, but you have to understand how this works. Number one, let's just go to the very end. All of our lives changed in 2020. We know something was wrong with the elections. You'd have to be blind not to see it. Now, I tell people, as horrible as this is, with all this stuff that we're fighting, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, trans agenda, everything that's attack on our family and kids, 2020 was a gift. It was an incredible gift for every one of us. COVID, as bad and planned as it was, was a gift. Because parents who were not paying attention, who were distracted, and were just going about our lives and trying to provide for our families, for the first time, we got a peek of what was going on in the classroom, and we thought, oh, my God, it's because those laptops, you were seeing what, what teachers were teaching. Same thing for the election. You probably thought that, well, our news wasn't biased or maybe a little bit biased, but it wasn't against us, and our elections were perfect. Well... Here's what the gift is. You and I, your precious wife, your kids, everybody who lives right now are the very first generation of humans 
that have ever been able to see what happens in their government and how the government moves us around like chess pieces, probably for the first time in history. Think about this. If we were back, you know, to Roman times and the guys show up, the soldiers show up at your farm or ranch and they're going to take it over. You put, you even say a word, look at them cross-eyed. They just cut your head off, take your children, rape your wife and the land's there. Well, it's no different now, except we see the danger coming. We see it heading right for us because our eyes are open. Thank goodness for technology, but technology is the beast in all of this. So when it comes to these indictments, if you've read it, and I just got done narrating it, I do that for my broadcast. I've read every one of the indictments because most people don't read. So I'll sit there and read to them the 80-page indictments or 45-page indictment like this one and explain what it is. Give them the audiobook version. Absolutely. Here's the audiobook. You don't have time to read it. They bank on you not reading it, but here's what it means. Our electors in the United States, and isn't it funny, the party that wanted to get away, do away with electors and say only work on the popular vote, the Democratic Party, is now saying, no, the electors are sacred. It's the same party that tells you and tells your your children that genitalia does not define your gender and therefore cut off your genitalia so we can confirm your gender, right? Everything's just upside down. What they're doing is they're trying one very large psychological warfare on us all that never question election, do not question authority, and do not push it or you're going to get punished. And so what's going on at every level in government, they are punishing everybody that's speaking up about these truths. But they're also not telling you at this time that, you know, you've heard about false electors now. Well, see, that's part of the electoral college process. There are multiple electors. There's electors in each party. There's electors at different levels. It's always been a negotiated thing. You can have multiple electors, but they want to tell you, nope, there's only one official one, which is just not true. It's happened three times in American history before. They want to ignore it where electors had to be replaced or removed. And they want to tell you, nope, this was Donald J. Trump. This was conspiracy, etc. In the word conspiracy, they can actually prosecute you for thought crimes. You don't actually have to do it. So that's the main thing you need to know. If you were actually to study the law of how we choose our electors or what happened in history, you will find out this has happened before. If you were to study the fact that, okay, they say he was trying to conspire with uh, Mike Pence and get Mike Pence to change it, and that's illegal, no, In fact, in their own indictment, they say that it is the vice president as the president of the Senate who has an obligation not only to review, but to settle any disputes. Well, we should ask ourselves, were there disputes? You bet your bippy there were disputes. And so we're suffering through a con job now. But the key is here. Everybody knows you've seen all these lawsuits regarding election integrity, everything that went on in Arizona that I was involved with or in Georgia or anything else. And you see these lawsuits go nowhere. You think, man, these guys are just rotten SOBs. They're not going to look at anything. Well, see, that's a lawsuit. This is different. This is a felony charge, something they can incarcerate you for. And so the double-edged sword that's going on here is if they really pursue this, then Donald J. Trump gets to bring all of the evidence and show, this is why I thought this. Here's my information. That's never happened. You hear about all these Supreme Court 
things that were dismissed, they were dismissed on technicalities, but never was evidence presented. The evidence still hasn't been seen. The only evidence we've gotten close to is in Arizona with Kerry Lake. 10 very good bona fide things, but the judge got to personally decide, well, I'll look at two and we'll disqualify eight. Well, all bets are off the table now. So my prediction, they're not going to go through with it. They're going to try to drag this out all the way past the election time. They're going to work on the weakest brains in the group. They're going to have you try to repeat, oh my God, he must really be a criminal because look how much they're charging him because it doesn't have to be true. And just hope that you don't vote for Donald J. Trump while the GOP, because unfortunately we're a uniparty, we don't have two parties, you got to take both sides to do it. They're going to do everything they can to not have Donald J. Trump be in the primaries or be the lead. And then if they hope that he'll agree to go away and not run, then all of this drops. It was never gotten to court. It's why they intimidate people. It's why they charge people. They want those two people to say, okay, yeah, Donald Trump made me do it. I'll testify against him because they want the quick way out. That's not what you're going to find in Donald J. Trump. And you're going to have to hold on. It's going to be a wild ride. It does, Jovan, seem like it's having the reverse effect, because I know yesterday the odds changed in Vegas in Trump's favor to win the GOP. So it seems like the more they do this, the more popularity he gains. But like you said, in the trial that they say, which wasn't a trial, he didn't have the opportunity to present any of this evidence, which he now will once this goes actually to a trial. But the other interesting thing I I thought about the charges was that we didn't see sedition. We didn't see insurrection. Are are they are they holding that? Do you think he's going to be hit with that as we get closer to the election? Are there more to come? Uh, Well, why did we not? I think that was what everybody was kind of expecting when they said, oh, they got all these indictments are coming from January 6th. All we ever heard was insurrection, insurrection, and there was no insurrection charge. All we did see was this conspiracy charges. So why no insurrection? Obviously, there was no insurrection, but how come no insurrection charges and will they come? Well, here's the deal. There was no insurrection. They got tons of people there. Here's what happens, right? Let's just say if it's in your life, Alec, somebody shows up and let's just say you're not a man of steel. I know you're a man of steel, but let's just say you're not. And they show up and they're going to threaten you with all this crap. And you're going to think, oh, my God, it's going to eat up my savings. I'm going to have to mortgage my house. They're going to put my family through hell. And here's how it works. They say, well, tell you what, Alec, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll give you a way out. You're going to serve a little time. And uh, but, you know, you're going to basically tell us that Donald Trump was what drove you to it. And that's what incited you to do it. See, that's all they care about. And so a lot of people are going to take that plea because they don't have the personal fortitude or financial ability to fight it. Now, most of the people that they put in jail literally agreed to be put in jail. It's that simple. They got intimidated by the government, said, okay, okay, uh, don't destroy me. I'll go, I'll go away quietly. That's how they work first. Now, in that process and watching the January 6th bogus trial, They couldn't prove it was an insurrection, and they could not bring forth the rest of the footage that showed it wasn't an insurrection. There are still people that think 14 people got killed by MAGA people in D.C. It's all a con. And so they really realized as they watched public sentiment, because this is not for the courts, this is for what I call the battlefield of a half an inch. They just got to get through your forehead right here. And that's typically about a half inch thick. Although my family would tell you my forehead's about two inch, two inches <laughs> thick. They call me hard headed, but it's only a battle for your mind. 
And so as they fight for that, they're just doing it in public opinion to kill your opinion about it. But they realize there's a different type of person in Donald J. Trump. He's not going to roll over. He's not afraid of you. And as they continue to talk about him, his crowds get bigger. Think about this. He can make an announcement with not even 24 hours announcement, and you'll have 50,000 people show up. Nobody can do that. And you can't do that if you're a bad dude. And so they're going to use this bully pulpit to do it, but they know they cannot prove insurrection. They can't do it. Now they're putting in pieces. Here's why how they're putting in pieces. That's why they're marching around Patriot Front, right? right That's why yeah. they rebranded Patriot Front now as the is the blood tribe. That's why they're trying to say it's Nazi. That's why they're trying to say, well, they used it as a communications device. The Patriot Front, the reason they're in khakis and shirt is because to be a true insurrectional army and raising of the army, you got to have a uniform. That's what defines them as a soldier. So they're trying really hard to try to make these little things stick, but they're all being manufactured to get here. And that's why you're not seeing insurrection. And so they took the hardest one to defend. And the hardest one to defend is a conspiracy. And here's how it works. They get all these people they jailed. They get all these people that want off. And they just ask them, did Donald Trump make you mad when he said the election was stolen? And these people say, damn right, I was mad. Did it make you feel like you wanted to fight? Well, yeah. yeah. It made, did you did you see the millions in people he did that? Did you get angry every time you saw him and he told you what was going? See, that's that falls under conspiracy, inciting violence. And that's why they went with conspiracy. I do not see insurrection coming up, but don't put it past them. Yeah, yeah, well said. And, and you're right. And we did see on January 6th, which they never seem to show, and even on YouTube, that piece is always missing where Trump tells them to peacefully and patriotically go down and make your voices heard. There you and go. They, they seem they have scrubbed that from YouTube completely, but you could still easily find it. But and even his tweets on the day of January 6th, encouraging everybody to remain peaceful, be courteous to the police. Uh, they don't bring that up as well. But I did want to hit you with the now, Mike Pence. Uh, and I'm going to put this I'll put this on the board so that people can read his tweet. Today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. Now, right. people took this and, you know, everyone was quote tweeting it saying, wow, look at this guy. But this is who Mike Pence always was from the That's beginning right. when he first chose him as a vice president. We just only found out about it. Like you said, the covid, the, the blessing of the covid was that parents got a chance to see what was going on. The thing about this was we got a chance to see who Mike Pence always was. And it makes right. you wonder how many other people are like Mike Pence that are around that White House right now that we just don't know about until the moment where it gets brought to light. Dead on. You know, let, let's just call it like it is. Look, I understand the left. They say we hate your country. We hate your flag. Uh, we hate your God. And we want to have sex with your children. And we don't think you have the right to live. They'll tell you what they're going to do every time. I can respect that you have an enemy that calls it like it is because you understand them. What I can't respect is the people that say, I'm here for you. Yeah. I've got your back. We'll take care of this. We're in this together that's lying through their teeth. Now, let's talk about Mike Pence. I think we can all ad admit Mike Pence is a very nice looking man. He comes across very uh, passive. He's not going to be too aggressive and he's not going to be too wimpy. Uh, he's easy to look at. He's very well-spoken. Don't forget, he's a trained talk show radio host. And so 
when you see Pence, you are seeing the epitome of packaging, period. But I can tell you, Mike Pence has never had Donald Trump's back. He has always been a groomed and place candidate. That's what he's there to do. And that's what the GOP does. And I'll give you an example. Look, this is not an indictment of everybody who calls himself a Republican. I'm only talking about the apparatus. We know things happened with the 2020 election, and they raised 400 to $450 million, promising election integrity and fight it. But the GOP did not pay for any of the audits, did not pay for any of the lawsuits. And yes, they did file 71 lawsuits exactly 24 hours before the H before the rulings where the ballots and data could be destroyed in 22 months, they filed it 24 hours beforehand, said, look, we filed it. But even if they would have won, which they didn't plan to win, there would have never been anything to investigate. This is the world we live in. This could have never happened. And we would never be in this situation if, in fact, we didn't have a uniparty. This is the only look. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've been up, I've been down, I've been worth worth billions. I, my worst day, I lost $800 million worth in one day. Bang, gone. But how is it you can come out of nowhere, you can get paid $125,000 a year or $175,000 a year, staying there for 10 years, not have any business sense at all, but all of a sudden you're worth 50, 60, 70, $80 million. Do you understand the magnitude of those returns? There's nothing okay with that. And you got to understand these guys live by a different rule than we did. If we talked about, hey, what I think the next stock pick is, and I know some information and we did it, you and I are going to jail. They're taking everything. When you're in Congress and the Senate, it's just a normal business. You get to write laws about it. Hey, if you know it, you get to do it and you get to trade on it. The Matrix is real, folks. Whether we like it or not, I tell everybody, go back and watch the movie The Matrix, even if you never watched it. We're battery units. We've been pushed into an invisible servitude called our debt and everything we rack up, thinking the system will take care of us, and the system has never taken care of us. But you also need to understand, as I told you about, this is the greatest gift that ever happened. You have to change how you think about it, folks. And here's what I tell people every day in my broadcast. They are suppressing social media and canceling everybody, not because we're lying. They're canceling us because we're telling the truth and we're truth speakers. And when you understand the system is only afraid of one thing, and that's you. When you understand you're the cure. When you understand you're the warrior you've been waiting for, you're the one on the white horse you've been waiting for, and the system is deathly afraid of you, then you will finally grasp your power. What you're seeing right now with the Democrat Party in specific and the Uniparty as a whole is they now know you have been awakened. You see clearly that something's broke. You see clearly that something wrong. You are so fed up with career politicians that now they're, the mere mention of their names is now like a joke, hold no credibility at all. The media holds no credibility. And so these guys know for them it's over, which means they only have one Hail Mary. And their Hail Mary is to con every one of us into standing down. See, they want you to believe it's already done. 
They want you to believe, look, you can't change this at all. If they actually believed it was already done, they'd stop talking about it. They'd ignore it and move on, but they can't ignore it and move on because they know you have woken up and they know you now know, and you can see it. And they're fighting for their lives because they don't want to jump off the gravy train. And therefore, every time they fight, every time they push the billions of dollars they spent telling you that Orange Man was bad, but he can still... Uh, show up somewhere and get 50, 60,000 people to be here. That's the American spirit. That's what they can't break. That's what they can't kill. And they can't put the genie back in the bottle. Every one of us understands for us as adults and parents, it's over. We did this. This happened on our watch. We own it. So we've got to fix it. But the battle is for our kids and our grandkids. And that is where it hit this spark. And just like in 1776, and I'm not talking about revolts or anything like that, but if you go back to 1776 and you realize that a third of 1% of the people that were Americans then basically stood up and said, I will not stand for this anymore. And I'm not talking about guns and weapons. I'm just saying stand and speak against it. They went against the largest, most well-funded and sophisticated army in the world and handed them their butts. Imagine what would happen if enough of us really woke up, understood our power, understand we're the key, and you basically tell all these guys to cut the crap. I think it's just a matter of time before it does come to that. And and look, uh, you're right. And and as I spoke to you right before we jumped on here, uh, you know, my whole focus has been on fatherhood and family life. And and the future is family. That's what the future is. But the left is so against family. They want they don't want people getting married, having kids. It's all about me, 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 you know, change your gender, sterilize yourself and all that. And it's like the future our kids are inheriting. Parents are are frightened of what they're seeing and, and rightfully so. And just like you said, you know, they don't even want you to talk about it. Like I, I did an interview with Dinesh D'Souza right when he did the 2000 Mules. That got scrubbed right. out of everywhere. YouTube, TikTok, any clips I put up of it. But you can go on YouTube right now and look at how they faked the, the, the moon landing. That's or right. conspiracies about, uh, you, you know, dr- vampires or zombies or whatever you want. UFOs. All those are OK to play. But anything that has to do about the election, that gets scrubbed right away. Or anything that, that damages the actual truth or the narrative, they scrub it away. Now, Joe Biden is somebody that is embedded in this system. He's been there for five decades. He's right. been in there. So he walks around with, like, the immunity medallion around his neck. He knows with that stupid little smirk on his face, he knows he's untouchable because he's a part of the system for That's so right. many years. Despite the fact he's on camera time and time again lying throughout his whole career, it right. doesn't make any sense. So now we had... The timing of these indictments comes the day after we had uh, Devin Archer, who testified behind closed doors, which I don't understand. Even when even when Sammy the Bull testified against the mafia, for God's sakes, he did it in an open court where everyone got to hear him do it. Here we go. We got this guy. Yeah, and here it is. They put him behind closed doors. Nobody can hear it. Now, obviously, it wasn't Devin Archer. He wasn't afraid to testify because he just went on Tucker Carlson. So if he was a guy that was, oh, I don't want anybody to see me talking about this, he never would have went on Tucker. So I don't know why the GOP allowed this thing behind closed doors. But here's a guy, and he said in his own words to Tucker, yes, it was an abuse, a soft abuse of power. So the timing of this is absolutely unbelievable. But Devin Archer's uh, testimony and and the left plays it off. Oh, he was just on the phone asking about the weather in these meetings. Come on. So what's what's up with this? Well, it's the it's what you're you're either in the door or out of the door. And I'll paint the perfect picture. Think about Eric Swalwell or whatever his name is. Or think about (laughs) Shifty Chef. And you always saw Shifty Chef 
standing just outside the chambers. And he said to you, we have irrefutable evidence. It's undeniable. It's this, 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 and this, and this. But we were never allowed in that room. Here's why most people don't understand it. As long as Schiff or any politician is outside that door, they can literally say without impunity anything they want to, and they can even lie to the American public, and it is not a crime. Cross that threshold and get inside that chamber, they can't do it. They lie, they're going down. So in that chamber, that's where all the truth is really told. But the politicians protect each other. And they, by doing it behind the doors, they've given everybody in that circle plausible deniability of facts. And so when they come out, they make a hard come to Jesus meeting about, do I really want to talk about this? And they're worried about the political system ramifications. So they end up being quiet. Or you might have one or two that tell the truth and all the others point back at him and say, he's lying. That's not what happened. That is the difference. It's on what side of the door you're on. And you're right. I cannot believe that the Republicans allowed it. But at the same time, ready? I can believe that the Republicans allowed it. Here's why. When I did the Arizona audit, I'm the one who created the phenomenon of a full forensic audit. We got to look at the paper and figure out what happened. When I went into Arizona to do this, first time in history, anybody's going to look at presidential ballots, 2.1 million have never been done before. I go to Arizona and I'm expecting two parties. I'm expecting Democrats and I'm expecting Republicans. And a few literal, you know, the weedy party, the hug a tree party and all the other stuff, right? That's just what I'm expecting. Boy, did I get my eyes open. Because when you actually get into that state, you realize it was something completely different. It was not what I expected. I was naive. I wasn't in politics, right? I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I'm a researcher. What I found was is there's traditional Democrats, like a lot of people's parents, conservative people that just call themselves Democrats because FDR got their family out of the Great Depression, and they call themselves a Democrat as a favor, not a reality. And then there were very few true GOP, quote-unquote, conservatives like most of us, but there were a lot of this phenomenon called McCainites. I never knew there was such a thing, but there are people <laughs> that followed McCain, and it's whatever they say, whatever they want, screw the GOP. And then there was this other part, they called them themselves this, but there's this other part called the Mormon Mafia. And those are the Mormon uh, Romneys. You don't even think, think about Romneys. Romneys, used to, and Paul, is all across Arizona. They believe they know better than you, and they're divinely chosen to know it, and so they fight with everybody. And then you have far left, but then you have cartel interest, human trafficking interest, drug interest, right? All these sleazy business because it's a border town and it's a big fight. Maricopa, fourth largest county in the United States, second largest voting block of people in the United States. The power dynamics, they're nuts. And so you walk in thinking you know what all this politics means. Oh, my God, it is so much set up, so much intrigue, people shaking your hand saying, boy, I'm glad to see you here doing it. Walk out of the room. It's something different. They're stabbing you in the back, throwing gasoline and matches on you. 
and they're all just trying to secure their own interests. There's no loyalty. You would think politicians have loyalty to the United States. Before I got into auditing this crap, I would have told you, when we look at the United States, we got, maybe we got bad problems in Chicago, right? And we got some bad guys here and maybe a few here. I'm a, I'm a complete 180. I now say we can look at the city. Maybe we have a good guy there. Maybe we got a couple of good guys here. But I realized we have transformed into something where our politicians really believe they rule us. Now, there's only been two politicians in history that have defined, defied the system, only two, that basically told the system, this is crap, and I'm going to dismantle you. One is Donald J. Trump. The other was JFK, who said, see this CIA and crap? Our system's broke. I'm getting rid of it. And you saw what they did to him. This is the crossroads we're at. And they will, they will sacrifice every one of us to make sure they stay in power. We are the only country that sends money to our enemies to try to play nice. Enemies that are sworn to kill us, and we send them money. But yet, if you say, no, keep all this in the United States, we got to take care of the United States, you're a globalist capitalist pig. How dare you? Everything's upside down. And this is what we're fighting against. This is why I cannot believe they haven't figured out a way to JFK Donald Trump, because he either has the best security on the planet's ever known, or they're afraid of making him a martyr. Because it just seems like they're going through all of these uh, hoops to try to get them. I can't believe that they haven't come up with that yet and framed it or did whatever they wanted to do. And God bless him well, there and wasn't his family. Attempt. Most people don't I'm know sure about. there's a lot we don't hear about. I'm sure there's been quite a few that we don't know about. I can imagine there has to have been. There was uh, just because the- in New York, in your backyard, at Trump Tower that had to do with somebody that got stopped and was supposedly had been dead for years. And nobody knows why he's there. And that got that got shut down and shut up. But now the point is there, there's no way they could do it. He, he, he has the gravitas and attention of the public. They cannot afford to moderate him, but they will gladly incarcerate him to destroy and make every one of you curl up on your couch and suck your thumb and say, I can't take it anymore. That's their goal. And, and, you know, just like you said, you know, obviously with Mike Pence, he's not who we thought he was, but he said everything we wanted to hear for years. So we believed him when Trump picked him as a vice president. Now we're seeing the GOP uh, candidates. Obviously, everyone's fighting for second place because Donald Trump is way out in front and nobody's catching him. But we're seeing it seems like DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy are the two that have emerged that are battling for second place because everybody else is far behind in the distance. I interviewed both of these guys. Now, I I like uh, Ron DeSantis as the governor. I love what he did when he did the fatherhood initiative and signed that bill because it's something passionate with me, the fatherless crisis. Uh, I, I, I did an interview with Vivek. He brought me out to his campaign, did an interview with me for his show. I found them to be genuine. But after you see what happened with my pets, how do you know if what they're presenting to you is just what you want to hear or is this who they really are? Now, how do you break down the other candidates here and who does Trump pick for vice president? Well, um, it's very interesting. Uh, I know Ron DeSantis. And Casey personally met with them at the governor's mansion in Florida, was very impressed with them and liked the guy. He's very likable. Um, he's fought for many a good things. 
He's walked on many a good things. He's done tremendous work for Florida and could even do more protecting his state. There's part of me that wish he would just continue going further in a state that he needs to do because Florida is under attack. But as we go deeper into this, I, I find things that I just can't reconcile because he's aligning with people that, frankly, and I'll just use the word, I call them rat bastards that I know are just rotten. And, th- and that bugs me. Maswami, smart guy. Hands down, smart guy. Um, very elegant, very presentable. But he, too, has connections in his past that make me doubt certain things. But we should not be judged by people we circulated in orbits with because everybody did great big deals. So we have to judge them by their delivery. What have they really done? I personally would not take a risk again on a total outsider because we know nothing and we now need to know more. And so as we look in this field um, for everybody, um, and of course, I think the best thing that could happen to America, just saying like it is, ride what America wants. Show America that if they choose Donald J. Trump, then you're going to get Donald J. Trump. If that's what you choose, I have no problem with that. Long before Trump even announced, I said, America needs a business person to run it. I am tired of this country being run like a nonprofit with a money tree in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And so it all needed to stop. And so I've always been a proponent, break this damn system and start again. And I believe Donald J. Trump did that. He certainly made more people know about politics and get involved. That's a great thing. I think America deserves that. I believe America voted for him, and therefore I believe to show America we're still a country of laws and rules where you get to vote in who you want to vote in, let it happen. As far as any of the others, man, as as hard as I hate to say it, if Pence was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. That's about the only way I could (laughs) that's about the only way I could say it. No offense, but I'm just telling you. Um the stuff he's come out with, the stuff that Bill Barr has come out with, the excuses of not to do their job, not to back it up. I believe their job is to serve America, not to make decisions for America, but to serve America. And I frankly believe those guys didn't serve America. So let's see who we're talking about, the uh, candidates. We've got, uh, I- I'm not going to quibble if it's DeSantis. It's not my choice. Um I am going to back the candidate that I believe legitly get there and should be the GOP. But I'm also not stupid enough to throw away my vote and said, screw it, I'm going to protest it, and I'm going to vote for Pee Wee Herman. So uh, Vivek, I can't do it. Smart guy. If somebody wants to bring him into the administration and prove him out, I'm all for it. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley lost me. I always liked Nikki Haley, but it was her ball to fumble. And in my book, she fumbled. I think she's good. I think she's solid, but I think she's a system animal. And we don't need system animals anymore. Tim Scott, love him. Great guy. Uh, Skin color doesn't make any difference to me, but that might be the only edge he has. I think he'd make a great vice president. Uh, I love Ben Carson and others. I thought Ben Carson, phenomenal guy. But I'm also a guy that, uh, uh, you know, love Ross Perot. Ross Perot should have been able to do his (laughs) dig. Uh, Chris Christie, 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, has proven he's a system hack. He's bitter. He's vindictive. Uh, he tries to play the tough guy. Uh, Donald Trump, if he wants to ta- challenge Donald Trump, Donald Trump could get on his knees and run and still outrun Christie. I can't do that, right? We don't need another hardened jelly round belly bowl. We just don't need that look for America. Doug uh, Burgum, don't know who he is. Don't know anything about him. Uh, Mike Pence, not going to get my vote anyway. They're going to get my vote. Ironically, I'd rather vote an independent when it came to that case. Asa Hutchinson, uh, who's now trying to qualify for the debates. Once again, backstabber turned. uh, I have no trust for him. I think he's a system hack. Francis Suarez couldn't tell you anything about him. Will Hurd couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, Larry Elder, I like the guy, and he's a smart guy. But what people don't know about when you run for federal office, here's what people don't know. When you announce you are running for a federal office, you get to raise all the money you want. And that money pays all the expenses in your life. Now, you get to raise money, but you are not required to spend the money. And so that means if I wanted to run as a federal candidate, and let's say I raised $30 million, right? From all people that says, Joe on for president, and all this other stuff, and I raised that money, And let's say I spend $5 million trucking around, doing this, playing games or whatever. And of course, I don't get in as the primary. And of course, I don't, you know, I'm not going to do it. But you got $25 million left over. That's now your money. And most people do not know that. You get to keep that as a war chest. And all of these guys do that. All of these guys participate in it. And so it actually pays to run. Now, the second thing you need to know is the system, when you take uh, Krispy Kreme, right, Chris Christie, the system is paying him to run, I truly believe. They're giving him millions to run because they want to take as many dollars away as they can for Trump. So the lower two-thirds of this list, they're there. It's opportunist. They have no chance, but other people are propping them up. Yeah, they build their credibility but they are only there to compete for a finite number of dollars that would be going to Donald Trump, and they're there to suck off as much as they can. I find that disgusting because, you know what, Larry, nice guy, but you're not a warrior, brother, and you're not going to come kick these bad guys' asses. Sorry, but you're not going to cut it. So all you're doing is taking away from where we are right now, and we're in the midst of a war, and I want a tough warrior who can handle it. Yeah. And that's Donald Trump. And that's what that's we Donald need to Trump. see. And, and that's where you would pray that this thing comes to a point where they just all decide, hey, listen, we're we're doing more harm than good here. Like you said, I love the Sanders, but it doesn't make any sense to me why he would have chosen to go this route. I'm, I'm still mind boggled by that, where if he would well, have just gotten if he would have threw his weight behind Trump, supported Trump this time around, I think 2028 was all his and Trump would have supported him in 2028. Absolutely. It would have been a Trump DeSantis ticket. A DeSantis would have been an heir apparent, but that wasn't the plan. But see, it's it's words. Words matter everything. Let me give you an example. And I, I, can, I use William Barr as this analogy. We all knew there was corruption, and we thought Barr would do the right deal. So let's say it was New Jersey, and our candidate lost by 100,000 votes. 
And Alec and Jovan, we go out and we find all of this fraud with illegals and dead people and stuff. And you and I find 90,000 bad voters that are totally just bad. And we go to the Secretary of State and the Attorney General and we say, look at what we found. Now, there's an interesting law on the books. The law on the books, because you hear William Barr came out and said, we just don't think there was enough fraud or anything wrong with the election to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. Here's how the law works. See, the rules are that if your candidate lost by 100,000, you better find 120,000 bad votes on your own with no help, no audits, no anything. Because when you turn in those 120,000, they're going to try to chisel off 20 or 30,000 because they want you under that number. Because if you're under that number, they have no legal obligation to pursue it. See, it's not based on morals. It's not based on ethics. You and I would go, holy crap, look at this cheating. We got to find it all. That's not how the system works. And that's why they use words like, it was not enough to materially change the outcome of the election. It's also why they said this fraud isn't widespread. Those are the caveats in the law. The whole system is kind of set up this way. And therefore, that's how it all works against us. But I could have, I could have very simply, I could support a a Trump DeSantis. I think that's irreparable now. But hey, look, him and Cruz made up. Uh, anything could be possible. And I'd even still support that. Uh, on the other side of the equation, if I had uh, two choices that I could throw in there, I think a one-two punch would be Donald Trump and Carrie Lake. Right. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with Carrie Lake, know her personally, know what she's made of, know how uh, hard the fight is. And we need warriors. And I think she's a warrior. Uh, And I could truly support that ticket. No, we have people that care about America. And by the way, the left would go goo goo nuts over it. I could support a a Trump Flynn ticket in a heartbeat. I could support that. Um, From there. I don't think any. Of I know people flow. I know people float around Byron Donalds. What's your take on a Trump Donalds ticket? I, I like Byron. Uh, I do like him. I think he's strong. I, I think I could probably support that. And who's the North Carolina? Tim Scott's not North Carolina. There's another fellow, Mark Robinson. What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, Is it Mark Robinson or whatever? North Carolina. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I think okay. he'd be great. I think he would be a rock star. I could support those, but any other combinations, I I couldn't see it. I think we need I we need warriors that are tempered by fire. I think Kerry's been tempered by fire. I can tell you General Flynn's been tempered by fire. Here's my one endorsement for General Flynn. Two things. I'll just tell you a personal story because we have a personal relationship as well. When I realized in Michigan that Michigan GOP was trotting out candidates saying, hey, this is our American first candidate. When I found out that those candidates slipped the Michigan GOP 50 grand and the Michigan GOP would call them the America first candidate, I'm like, that's not okay. That's deceiving the people. So I picked up the phone and I called General Flynn. And this speaks to his character. I said, General Flynn, I got a problem. If I break this story that the Michigan GOP is selling endorsements, they're going to be all over me and try to destroy me, whatever. Here's what I hear. I hear you can just buy it. Here's the price. Here's who's done it. 
General Flynn said, give me a minute. I'll call you back. He made a phone call, obviously, to you-know-who. Well, you-know-who had no information on this and was like, are you kidding me? General Flynn called me back, and he says, here's the right thing to do. That should not be happening. You should never be able to pay and get that endorsement. And yes, you should do what's right and tell the American people. So that's how I judge General Flynn. Now, on the other side, I judge General Flynn more is it's pretty telling when Obama comes in and sits down with Trump and says, don't you trust that General Flynn? (laughs) That's like the best endorsement for General Flynn. Are you kidding me? And so that's why I like General Flynn. But he has been tempered by fire. I've spent so much time with him and talk with him and counsel with him. That's what we need. We need bona fide warriors. Flynn's very good because he knows where the skeletons are. He's dangerous to the system, and he doesn't take crap, and he survived it. Same with Kerry Lake. Past those, I don't want to get any more politicians in. I'm done with politicians. I'm done with politics as usual. But see, here's the catch, Alec, and people don't understand this. People say, we got to have term limits. And this was another hard lesson I had to learn going up presenting to Senate and all these different people in D.C. Let's say, Alec, you decide to run. You're doing great work. People know your values. You know what you stand for. And you're going to go and you're going to change the world. And you decide to run. Well, okay, let's say you get uh, to the House or the Senate, you get elected. Well, when you get to D.C., you've got to staff up. You're not bringing all your buddies from New Jersey. It's just not the way it works. And But see, but also to run, you made a deal with the GOP. I'm going to run as the GOP. GOP is going to back you. Well, see, what happens as soon as you come into D.C., the GOP is what supplies you with your staff. And all of a sudden, now you've got people around the clock you're told to trust because the party said, and they are bending your ears nonstop about what you should do, who you should talk to, what should happen. That's the broken system because they're career politicos. They're the ones bending your ear. There's the one that navigate. You're stretched so thin you don't have time to think you rely on them. That's exactly what happened to Donald J. Trump. He was in a pit of vipers in the last two weeks of his presidency. I'm trying to get an executive order done so it will codify, yes, we get to look at the ballots. There were probably not even four people in the White House that had his back, not even four. And that's DC. So it's not about term limits, folks, because you can't term those people out. What do you do? Okay, 100 staffers, you have to stand down for another term. It's the whole system. The whole system is broken. No doubt about it. And we, you also saw like Donald Trump, not only you've ever seen anything like this, he had a press secretary who came out and wrote a book throwing shade at him. He had the attorney general Barr coming out against him, his own vice president coming out against him. I mean, it's almost you've never seen anything like it before. It's money. Yeah, it's no money. doubt. Well, it's personally, money. you have a press person that's never made millions and they get a five million dollar advance. That's yep. it. It's about money. And you got to yeah. have controversy to sell. It's a joke. Well, I'm I'm on board with you. I, I like a, a Trump Carrie Lake ticket. I had Carrie Lake on the show. I had a great conversation with her. I, I would love to see her do it. My outside the box pick, and I've been saying is I I, I would love to see uh, Trump and Tucker Carlson pair up on a ticket, and I think that would be dynamite. I'd do that. I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Tucker, I I I I've always liked Tucker, and you remember Tucker was a Democrat. Most people don't know that he was a hardcore Democrat, fought for the Democrats. And his, he kind of like switched and wait, something's going on. And he became, he became a true conservative. He fights intellectually. Uh, he fights with facts, not with BS. 
Uh, I trust this judgment. Now, I got to thinking about, look, I haven't, look, I used to be on Fox News for years doing my program. And I've, I don't, I haven't watched Fox since November 2020 or, you know, December 2020. I'm not doing it because they lost me. And I was beginning to worry about Tucker thinking, oh my God. But as I watched Tucker divest himself of the system and laying it all out there, I tell you what, that's when I would stand on the hilltops and and preach and scream and roar if you if we could have a trump tucker right ticket i'd be all behind it i like that oh i would love the optics of that too it would be great all right i know i'm running up against the time here too i want to last thing to close this out obviously i think trump's biggest opponent in this entire 2024 election cycle is a free and fair election i think no matter what happens if if we don't change what happened in 2020 no matter how many now we say let's overwhelm the fraud with more votes i don't think that's enough unless we stop the fraud i don't think trump stands a chance so what is your confidence your faith that enough changes are going to be made or what changes have to be made in order to secure that it's going to be a fair and free election in 2024? Well, the rig for 2024 is already in place. It's the only difference. Are they going to be able to execute it as they plan? So that's first you need to understand. All of this stuff's planned up front. Um, Here's the deal. Just like you have a car that's not going to back out of your driveway and go run somebody over and kill them, right? It takes a person in it being drunk with bad programming may be running over somebody. Just like your weapon is not going to hop out of your drawer or your closet and go murder somebody. It's not going to happen. It takes a bad person with bad programming. The same thing is with voting machines. Voting machines do not change votes. People, <laughs> paper, and programs. And here's why I say it. And this is the sobering thing people need to understand. Have you ever heard of a Dominion voting machine? I have now. Okay. There's no such thing as a Dominion voting machine. The name of the company is Dominion Voting Systems. They are a software company that makes software. And all the stuff is run on third-party equipment, primarily Dell computers. And so with everybody saying the machine changed the vote, that's why we get kicked out of court. The machine doesn't do it. It's people, paper, and programs. And so with that said, even if we were able to kick, get rid of the machines right now, we got a problem. We got 21 million plus bad voters on our voting rolls. And with the GOP now saying we're going to ballot bank, which is a crock, because here's what they're really saying. They're saying, get out and early vote bank your ballot. Here's what they're saying. We're not going to stop mail-in voting. That's what they're saying. And the mail-in voting is the problem. And by the way, if you can get all of those ballots out in mass, and you know there's all these bad voters, and you know you're not going to get to look at the ballots, you're not going to be able to check the signatures, even without the machines, they'll get it done. So here's what we need to do. We need to scrub our voter rolls. We can do it before the election. And if I could wave my magic wand, Get rid of registering to vote. Here's the deal. Show up with your ID and your proof of being an American citizen and that you are of age to vote and vote. It's the list that does us in. That's the pre-rig. And basically, we can't scrub it, but we can just do away with it. Just show you're of the legal age to vote, that you have an ID to confirm who you are, and you are a U.S. citizen, and you can vote on election day, you're good to go. Because you know what? Dead people aren't going to be showing up in mass. Illegals aren't going to be showing up in mass. Phantoms aren't going to be showing up in mass. And we got a shot at it. 
but we can do it if we pay attention and get everybody's eyes open. But we need to get to one day, one vote on paper. Yeah, very well said. And I, I really pray to God we can do it. Let's find out the results on election day, too, here. Let's get it all done if and France stop the, do it, we the early. Yeah, p- people are voting on Halloween for it all, for the election. You know, it's like the early voting and all this stuff. So I pray to God we can figure this out. Uh, uh, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, I really appreciate your time. The links to your show, to your website, your uh, Instagram, or whatever it is, the, all the social media handles down in the description below. It's been an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time. Thank you, sir. All right, what a blessing. Such an honor to have Jovan Hutton Pulitzer join me on the podcast here. As I said, uh, he has got a great way of breaking down these complex issues. Uh, he speaks very plainly, and it's very easy to understand the way, and nobody knows about this election fraud better than he does. He's been right on top of it from the jump. Uh, we definitely need to maximize his voice as we wind down to 2024. So all the contacts for him are down there, his socials, his website, the whole bit. Uh, so again, Grateful for Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer for giving me a few minutes of his time here today. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you did, hit the follow button, hit the share button. Let's see if we can just keep spreading the word here. The more the more we can talk about this, the better. Because right now, there's very few platforms where you can actually speak openly about this stuff. They're shutting it down everywhere. So we got to maximize the voices, maximize the effort, and we got to kick ass in 2022 or this country is doomed. I mean, this is it. I mean, we're coming down to it. If not now, it'll be never. So it's got to stop, and it's got to be Donald J. Trump. That's the guy that's got to get back in the White House. There's no question about it. All right, so one other thing to hit you guys with before I let you go. Uh, On my show, First Class Fatherhood, I've interviewed over 70 Navy SEALs. I'm talking about Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden, Jocko Willink, who who runs the Jocko podcast and, and Origin and so many other everything he touches turns to gold, Jocko. Also, lone survivor Marcus Luttrell, as well as Marcus's brother, Morgan, who's now a congressman. Uh, they're, they're twins that were both Navy SEALs. I've had a bunch of them on the podcast, and I do so, you know, because we were at war for 20 years, and the Navy SEALs were uh, the tip of the spear. They were in the suck from the get-go. They were in that battle. They were overused. They were abused uh, by our government. And you know what? We need to pay them back. And that's why I am jumping in the Hudson River with the Navy SEALs in a couple of weeks, August 19th, and swimming from New Jersey to New York. And it's, you know, to honor the fallen Navy SEALs from Extortion 17. It's also in memory of those who died on 9-11, but it is to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation, which is an amazing foundation. Uh, It's dedicated to helping Navy SEALs and their families. I'm trying to raise money for them. I'm trying to do my part. If you want to help me in the cause, the link to my campaign is down there in the description below. All right, so get down there, check it out, and thank you to those who have already contributed. It means a lot to me. So I'll be back here Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Rumble. Follow me on Instagram, at The Alec Lay Show, to catch up on all the latest guest announcements. You can also follow my main page on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, or hit me on Twitter, at Alec Lace. Again, if you enjoyed the broadcast here, if you like the show, hit the follow button, share the broadcast, let's build it up, all right? Uh, Again, thank you for those who have tuned in. God bless all of you parents out there. God bless our first responders in our military. God bless America, and I'll catch you guys next week.